This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Uh, that is the point. Uh, the uh, the website, we do it free because uh, those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their site. So let's do ours free. Go to freetalklive.com. That's the way a good uh, talk show web, uh, website should be. At least we think it's pretty good. Uh, and you can go over there and see for yourself. freetalklive.com. There is much to discuss here tonight, as always. And Meg, you mentioned something to me before the show that mm-hmm. came as a bit of a shock. What is it that you wanted to um, talk about tonight? Well, apparently there is this new presidential alert system that, uh, similar to like the emergency broadcast system, you know, the beep noise that you hear on the TV or the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a similar system, but it's completely run by the president and it's national. And apparently, like they're gonna, they're planning on doing some test of this system soon. So. You know, everybody in the entire nation, their TV and radio might cut out for a minute here. So this thing already exists, is what you're saying. Yeah, they, it is the EAS system. Yeah, it's just that it's going to be, um, you know, the basically Obama's going to use it for some kind of presidential address. Of but some it's sort. never been used for this before. This right. is yeah. EAS usually is a localized thing. Where yeah, or if, it's set up by the weather systems. Or right. Something I mean, like that. having worked in radio uh, for my entire adult life, uh, familiar at least with radio's end of the uh, the emergency alert system, and it's one of those things where the FCC requires that all radio stations have this piece of hardware that uh, probably costs several thousand dollars uh, to purchase, and then you put it in your rack and uh, you hook it up to basically right before your transmitter so there's no way that it can be overridden uh, it doesn't matter what you do in the studio if if this thing gets an alert coming in it it will just cut right into whatever audio is on the air and it will deliver whatever message it is that uh, that needs to be delivered and and uh, you know the way it works is is irrelevant, but uh, essentially it's it's always been used for more regional kind of uh, alerts, like you know, well, there's a tornado or or some kind of severe weather alert or something like that. Um, now you're saying that they they could throw a switch theoretically. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the government we're talking oh, about, yeah. so it may mm-hmm. not work when they actually try to do it. And but, it's been, uh, I think, head up by FEMA, so. So presuming it actually works as intended, you're saying that they're going to be able to take over literally the airwaves of all licensed television and radio broadcasters and smartphones? Uh, Well, it says at the bottom of the article here, separately, FEMA is working on a new system that would send emergency alerts as text messages to wireless phone users. So, you know, you're going to be getting Obama spam pretty soon. That is upsetting to me. I do not want to be a part of that. Well, I I mean, apparently it's going to be required because I know all electronics, whenever you read those stupid little FCC stickers that they have on them, mm-hmm. you know, they say things that most people probably don't understand about being able to, um, you know, receive uh, incoming electronic signals and whatnot. And so, like, there are requirements that FCC make on electronics that, uh, you know, open this door for them. So it's just a matter of finding the right opportunity to make a law to abuse that. Mm. And you say they're getting ready to actually test this out for the first time. Yeah, they don't uh, have a date for the test of the new like national uh, whatever they want to call this system. But uh, they are definitely coming up with an idea on 
when and how to test it. Yeah, I read uh, a similar article is in from Radio Inc, uh which is an industry magazine, and a really great one. Um and they're you know the the publisher over there, the editor or whatever his name is is very fussy about this. He's upset. Oh. And uh I think that what you're going to see are all, I mean, I'm sorry, radio's chuck full of Republicans and they're going to be pissed off that Obama wants to do this and he's going to see a huge backlash from this. George Bush didn't do an EAS alert when uh, two airplanes hit the um, the, the World Trade Center. Why in the world does Obama need to send EAS signals to everybody else? Yeah, and, and like if that happens, what is he going to say? You know, call your phone and be like, "Hey, so uh, somebody in Boston got bombed." Sorry, California. Well, as you know? though we need the government to provide us with news updates, as as though CNN and MSNBC and Fox aren't. You know, Johnny on the spot when it comes to parroting whatever government press releases they put out, they're not. That's not good enough. Now they need to go directly and get their essentially their propaganda. Yeah, I mean, uh, what media source was stupid enough not to cover nine eleven on nine eleven? Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, who didn't know that was happening? I mean, I suppose it's possible. You could live in a, a you know, live yeah, in a cave. Yeah, but those people but aren't going to be getting anything. Probably don't have a smartphone. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> uh, so they have a stick. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 800 259 9231. It seems this, completely unnecessary. Well, it's it's necessary if you think about it as propaganda tools. I mean, you know, he yeah. wants he wants his voice heard by every American in a situation where they are comfortable and happy that he's uh, finally talking to them right in their ear. Yeah, and so, I, I see it as a foot in the door thing. Like, I mean, now that they have the opportunity to use this system for emergency, you know, what's stopping them from expanding the program and using it for just propaganda purposes? Like, hey, you know, we need your support on this bill, but they can literally take over all media, convince everybody that, you know, they need support for whatever and people are just going to follow it. It's it's completely 1984. Uh, it, is, it is spooky. And, Mark, I don't know what relevance uh, it it has that some talk radio people are going to be upset. Oh, so? It's not like they're going to uh, take out the EAS system from their rack. <laughs> These people are FCC licensed. going to make a lot of noise. What good's that going to do? And sometimes it works. In what way? Rarely. <laughs> if he He's doing this for the purposes of uh, propaganda and public relations. No, it's if for terrorism. Di- yeah, Terrorism. if he if he gets enough uh, propaganda and public relations pushing back in the other direction, then yeah. you know, I think that's pretty optimistic on your part, Mark. I Just, mean, the uh, the talk radio hosts uh, are always getting upset about something, but uh, when, what examples do you have where talk radio hosts getting upset on a national level have? created any meaningful change fairness doctrine and they're not creating change they're preventing change uh-huh. and it's different to hold the status quo you have it you have the high ground when you're uh, holding the status job's quo. already been done though i mean the system's in place eas yeah, already it, exists hasn't been used yet hasn't been implemented no, once true. but the, the the technology's there it's just a matter of them making it work sure yeah so. like a, it's just a matter of coming up with the perfect excuse you know yep that's exactly what it's uh, going to be all about. So the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Do you want to have presidential alerts coming to your phone? Will there be any way to opt out of this? Uh, it doesn't seem likely, does it? I don't think so. But there's more news out of your friendly federal government. They have a plan. They have a vision. And you know that when government has vision, that it usually means a real, you know, it's, it usually means something's going to get screwed up. Bad news. Uh, in this case, they they want to catch up with the Joneses. See, there are these things around the world called high-speed rails, and the federal government wants to have one of their own. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, you and I have a little bit of experience with this. Uh, they did this in Florida 
I don't know, almost 10 years ago, I guess, probably like 2002 or something like that, where it was a, a ballot initiative that uh, proposed a high-speed rail between, I think it was Tampa and Orlando. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. and I think, I think it went around the state. Like the, the, it was supposed to go around. I think around. the first leg was intended to be between Tampa and Orlando, and that alone was going to cost billions of billions upon billions of dollars. Yeah. I don't remember how many billion, but it was going to be a lot. And so it was one of those things where they actually put it on the, as a ballot initiative, and people went and voted for it. Of course, in Florida... Uh, you can just tell people to go out and vote, and they'll they'll go and vote for whatever. Uh, they usually vote in favor of like seventy percent in favor of whatever the ballot initiatives are. Uh, so somebody, I guess, got this on the ballot. Florida voters uh, went and voted it in, and then proceeded to complain later on, I guess. Uh, and so after enough complaints came in, they did reverse course on this, and another ballot initiative was put on a few years later to remove. The so, bullet train thing, and Florida voters voted overwhelmingly to remove it in the same right. percentage. It was about yeah, it was a seventy thirty both times. So you know, basically they were asked, "Hey, do you want the super choo choo to run from Tampa to, to Orlando?" And everybody said, "Well, that sounds like a great idea as long as I don't have to pay for it." And they you know voted it on in, and then I think it was two or three years after that happened, they spent a few million dollars studying. So, yeah, it I think it was seventeen million dollars for bureaucrats force. to eat donuts and drink oh, coffee and man. look at plans. They didn't. They didn't break the first bit of ground, man. Nothing <laughs> happened. Well, you so, got to have their million dollar studies to, you know, environmental impacts and all yeah, the other that, stupid things. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. And uh, so then people said, well, I don't see a choo choo. Let's vote this crap back out. And off it went. So they've got a plan for this on a nationwide scale. We'll talk about it coming up here in a moment now. So uh, we'll take your calls at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Style in toll free. Take control of the airwaves at 1 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include live streams. We've got a broadband and dial up version that uh, you can listen to around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing there for you at freetalklive.com. Also, uh, the webcam is available. Listen lines that you can call in and uh, listen in from any phone that can dial long distance. And plus, there's our free-to-air satellite channel and 93 wonderful affiliates from coast to coast that carry the show at various different times throughout the week. So go get the details on how to tune in at listen.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information and to sign up to receive updates and reminders. Make a difference. Get paid. 
Get experience. LibertarianInternships.com. So this piece uh, that I have here from Reuters about this new passenger rail, the high-speed rail that they want to build, uh, the federal government wants to create, is just so amusing. So I'm just going to jump right into it and we'll uh, dissect as we go along. We'll also get your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Philadelphia. Vice President Joe Biden on Tuesday announced an ambitious $53 billion U.S. program. It's pretty easy to be ambitious when you don't have your own money on the yeah. line. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden suggested we spend all your money on this. Yep. Yay. <laughs> to build new high-speed rail networks and make existing ones faster over the next six years. But the plan drew immediate fire from majority Republicans in the House of Representatives who said building high-speed rail requires private investment rather than a governmental plan. Biden, who estimated he has ridden Amtrak trains between Washington and his home in Wilmington, which, by the way, I'm sure the Republicans would have no problem stealing people's property to uh, help their private buddies build a, a similar rail system. They, you know, they're, they're only tinkering over uh, the details of the program. Yeah, and uh, also I have to say that Biden's riding the train is just propaganda so that he can you know relate to his voters <laughs> yeah. and stuff. you know that guy would be on a private jet if he thought it would well he you claims know. he's done it 7900 times he oh, made whoopsie. a strong pitch for rail transportation to enable the united states to compete and lead internationally this is about seizing the future he said what does <laughs> having a, a super choo-choo have to do with being a, a world leader well because they're gonna make everybody so poor that they can't afford cars anymore <laughs> so everybody's gonna have to take like public transit so uh, now I, I don't know if it's the cato institute or one of these libertarian think tanks has done studies on these super trains uh, around the world whether they're you know in china france wherever they're at and they've taken a look at them and not a single one of them has made financial sense mm, not I believe one it. but they're they have all them. just boondoggles but they have them mark and america doesn't yeah and so they're behind <laughs> that's right there's a big contest here and america needs to win Haiti's got cholera. Do we want to run out and get that, too? Biden, who, again, uh, made this announcement at Philadelphia's busy 30th Street station with U.S. transportation bureaucrat Ray LaHood, the United States should follow the example of Japan and China and build high-speed rail, according to Biden. If we do not, you tell me how America is going to be able to lead the world in the 21st century. (laughs) I still don't get the connection. Lead the world where, by the way? It doesn't doesn't matter. Just from point A to point B and back again. Right. If we can have the high-speed rail, then we're good to go for the 21st century. But until then, you know, we're third world country. It's crazy. Right. I mean, it, it almost sounds like an onion piece with the, just the, the, hyper, the yeah, hyperbole of the, the, you know, this man's speech. President Barack Obama's budget for the fiscal year 2012 to be unveiled next week includes $8 billion for the plan. The rest of the money would be allocated over a six-year period. They're looking for $53 billion. Now, remember, whenever the government proposes something... It always ends up costing more. Yeah. So like, times two, yeah, whatever that you number can at is. Least earmark, like, whoa, two. Yeah, yeah. It's typically three. But you know, you can you can feel comfy earmarking another hundred billion, basically, for this pro uh, this project after they get the uh, the ball rolling. Right, and, and I don't care where you fall on the uh, the the government Medicare, you know, uh, intrusion to the uh, medical system last year or whatever it was. Everybody will admit that their predictions on the cost was way low. Oh, yeah. Everybody who studied it, it's all too low. They lie in order to get what they want. Oh, oh but- it's only $85 billion. No, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be $85 <laughs> trillion. 
Obama said he wants to target investments in areas such as infrastructure while reducing spending to tackle the budget deficit. Under the initiative, the Department of Transportation would choose corridors for new projects and increase U.S. use of the passenger rails. Well, now, wait a minute. Aren't they kind of presuming that people will use these passenger rails? Well, like I said, uh, the economy is just going down and they see that and they know they're ruining it. So people aren't going to have the money to afford their own transportation. So, yeah, I mean, they see ridership going up just because they know that they're screwing everybody else over on every other option. But is option. ridership going up? I mean... I doubt it. <laughs> I, it. It may very well be, but I was looking at uh, this this auto train thing um, to take a trip down to Florida. I'd prefer to... Amtrak. Yeah, Amtrak has an auto train, and I believe it starts in near Washington. Then what's drives an auto train? You put a car on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know, people are going to want to get somewhere, get around once they get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to pay for a cab. It's twenty bucks to go around the block. Yeah, it's it's expensive, and uh, well, it's a government mono- a government controlled monopoly. They hand out uh, you know these medallions, and and the taxi cab drivers, uh, the market's limited, so the prices are higher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody wants that. They want a car when they get someplace. And that makes sense. I checked out the auto train. It's $700 to, for me to take my car, put it on a train, and have it trundle slowly down to Orlando. My goodness. And also on Amtrak, I know this, uh, that any freight, like just delivery, food delivery, anything like that, it always has priority. So if you look at a time, like I would go from, you know, Los Angeles to Portland on the train, and it would say it would take like 20 hours, 22 hours, something like that. No, add an extra 10 to that because you've got to pull over and wait for every freight to go by. So, you know, add a couple hour, you know, a day, some food, everything to that price. And, and, right. And that's the thing is it was 700 bucks to put the, the car on. It's $200 to drive it the whole trip. I, I'd still have to drive it down to Washington from New Hampshire. So the and question then is put how, it on. how much are the miles worth? Right. Right. I mean, uh, you know, it's two hundred dollars to drive it from New Hampshire to Florida. Mm-hmm. So maybe a hundred and twenty five to drive it from Washington down to Florida. So they're cutting for one hundred and twenty five dollars in gas savings. And it's slower. I can drive my Honda Element faster than the train, the train. can go because it's got to stop and all that other stuff. There's really no advantage except I don't have to drive, but it takes longer. Right. You, you know, just you've got to. And then that's that doesn't even cover the seats or the room or whatever it is that you get on the train. And the food is ridiculously expensive, but because, you know, it always ends up taking an extra day, you never pack that much food, yeah. so you end up paying, you know, for the 12-15 meal that's just a sandwich. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Are you excited about the new government train? The super choo-choo. $53 billion is the proposal. There's a little bit more to uh, the story here. Under the uh, Department of Transportation would choose corridors for the new projects and increase the U.S. use of passenger rails. Uh, We'll get back into a little more of this here and uh, take your calls at 800-259-9231. It's like the train of dreams. If you build it, they'll come. That's what they believe. I don't know if I believe that uh, Americans are too Money. Also, are they sticking TSA in there? Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice. 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find on the site totally free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine, as Jamie did recently, as well as Andrea. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And get on up over there. There's all kinds of information and uh, lots of wonderful ladies that listen to the show. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a heck of a lot more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now as the uh, deadline for reservation are, is March the 1st. Uh, the, the rates are double occupancy, as low as double, um, $535 double occupancy. That means it's uh, you know 1070 for a room, and you can share it with somebody. All you need is $200 to reserve that room at this point. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. As I said, deadline, March the 1st. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. They are talking about a high-speed rail because America needs to compete in the 21st century, and we can't do it without a government boondoggle. Uh, that's essentially what is being proposed here, and uh, in you know, word, wording very similar to that uh, with uh, Joe Biden announcing a $53 billion plan to build new high-speed rail networks. This is about seizing the future, he said. <laughs> this is about seizing your wallet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, uh, you know, as predictably, the Republicans are uh, taking opposition here because, uh, you know, it's Obama. Yeah, it's Obama. So they want to sound like, uh, you know, they care about freedom on this issue. But if it had been Democrats were against the Patriot Act until, you know, the until the the, the Democrats got in and at which point they think it's a great idea and they bring it back out. So, yeah, if it if it had been George Bush, then, you know, the Republicans be rallying behind him on this one. But nonetheless, uh, you know, this is moving forward. And it follows Monday's news that Amtrak, the United States' largest passenger rail service, plans a $13.5 billion commuter rail project connecting New York City and New Jersey, reviving an idea rejected late last year by New Jersey's governor as too expensive. The project became a lightning rod in the run-up to the 2010 election, pitting those calling for more federal infrastructure spending against those who said such projects were too costly. Advocates say U.S. investment in high-speed rail lags many other countries and points to China, which plans to invest $451 billion to $602 billion in its high-speed rail network between now, 2011 and 2015. I'd like to point out be. What's China. That? You know. <laughs> well, I'd like to point out that uh, China, you know, first off, their high-speed rail is basically running empty uh, most of the time. People aren't using it, but maybe they can make it make sense their people don't have cars yet. They don't have the the road infrastructure that we do. So people, they're not spoiled in having the uh, the freedom to, to to go about on their own. I don't know whether it's a good idea for China or not. I can't speak to it. I don't think it is. I'm not a big fan of high speed rail. I haven't. It hasn't been shown yet to be uh, to make have be a good use of taxpayer dollars. If it were viable, then it would be done already. 
Yeah, it's a terrible will, use of yeah. taxpayer dollars. I don't care if it's five but, billion. But in China, you don't know whether it would be done already. I've also right? heard stories about those Chinese rails that people wear diapers on them because there's no <laughs> toilets, and so what? you know that's what we want to import here is a bunch of diaper wearing, <laughs> like. You know, just normal people crapping their pants next to you. So they're going to spend $600 billion and forget the, the, the bathrooms. Uh, so anyway, it was, it was uh, coming the, where I wanted to come to, I guess, with this was, uh, you know, the, the idea that if this was viable, it would be done already. Meaning that if somebody thought that this was worthwhile, if some private investor believed that high speed rail was what Americans were waiting for, that this is people are clamoring for a high speed rail system in America, then somebody would lay out the money to make the investment for this. They would they would do whatever it took to build this if they believed that it was in demand in the marketplace. But who really wants a high speed rail system? I mean, clearly Democrats. nobody does, right? <laughs> that's right. Nobody does because it hasn't happened yet. Well, they do if they can like vote for it like they did in Florida. You know, hey, the super choo choo. What yeah. a great idea. Somebody should build that. We really do need a, a super train to run from Tampa to Orlando. And mm-hmm. and people think they can vote into existence something and they then they do it and then they realize, holy crap, the government spent seventeen million dollars on it. I I'm just remembering that from six or seven years ago so if my numbers are wrong i'm sorry but they spent 17 million dollars on the studies to see whether or not it was three years it, it, it is all they did was eat some donuts and drink some coffee it just it just seems such a bad idea i mean it's it has to be a bad idea if it's being crammed down from the top down it's a very centralized kind of distribution of uh, of human beings if you think about it because at least with roads and cars, you know, they can go in different directions and do different things. But if if you, for instance, let's just think, let's just imagine they had, they'd done this in Florida and they'd built the high-speed rail between Tampa and Orlando. And what are you going to do? Use that to go to work every single day? Great, until it breaks down, then what do you do? I mean, it's the government here. And, and it only makes sense to go to work every day if you live right by the, you know, you can drive to the train station, drop yeah. your car off, hop on it, but then it has to go somewhere place that's useful and in florida as with so many other new places um you know you can look at new york city and everything's built on top of each other Mm -hmm. you don't need cars as much you look at la that's a car city yes you have to drive from place to place i mean good heavens if you just had to i mean it it, the these the blocks where businesses are so large in florida you'd be walking for miles to get to where you want to go or you'd have to take a cab absolutely so it become a very expensive thing i mean what is the point of this it's just a boondoggle and and i think that's a perfect example of how it would be entirely useless unless it was taking people to disney world or something like Which that I, I, doesn't disney i know disneyland has its own monorail oh, or yeah. something like that so it, yeah. you know they've got that covered yeah, sure if you want to park at disney and and then take you know some kind of conveyance they've got that mm-hmm. you know i mean i suppose you could park um you know in tampa and then do it but you know, there's you really... no amount of money that disney is not willing to spend to get you at disney world yeah, so which is true well don't worry guys we could just have city buses service from the uh from the park the you know, like a little rail station the buses would take you away to where you want to go yeah That's but why government. does disney get that and not me i mean no, I mean Orlando in general. All government would be all government. You just get on a government train, get on a government bus, and we'd take care of. Where I used you to need drive to a cab um, when uh, when I between radio gigs, I had uh, you know I needed some work and I needed to pay the mortgage, and I drove a cab, and it was uh, it was fine work, and I met a lot of people who sometimes would use the bus, but it they needed to put aside a, an hour and a half 
an hour and 15 minutes to get where they were going. Yeah. So sometimes they'd call a cab because, well, I slept in this it's morning. It's not as or, efficient, yeah. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> sorry, it's just, it, it, these buses around the nation are running empty. Well, I, I have to correct you there. I'm from Portland. Portland, I think it's the only city I've ever been in that actually has their public transit under control. Like, uh, New York's pretty good, too. Yeah, I mean, but, it, without it, I wouldn't be able to get around. You're so. just talking about uh, places that... Uh, and, it's a small metro, and everybody, you know, you can get from point A to point B using public transit because it's so small, and so they have, you know, the limited number of buses is, running constantly. Is it the kind of place where you have to pay to park, too? Um, they have pay to park places, but most places are just, you know, giant, huge, vacant lots and you park and ride. So it's it's not really a problem. I'm surprised. It'd still probably be faster than take a car then. If it's not, uh, if, if you don't have to pay to park, usually it uh, it makes more sense yeah. to, to, to have a car. But, you know, just it's just usually. Now, you can pay out too much for a car. There's no doubt about it. You can pay $2,000 and you'll have yourself a fine running automobile. <laughs> Everything after that is just extra. Your thoughts, 800-259-9231. Coming up, social networking under attack. Is it true that fit, uh, Twitter and Facebook aren't connecting people, but they're instead isolating them from reality? That's what some people are saying. Uh, we'll get into that here and, of course, take your phone calls. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, bringing up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Uh, don't forget, freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff there. We give it to you free if you like the show. And you want to support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and you'll be presented with a few different options uh, to allow you to enter into Amazon, uh, into different countries' Amazon. There's U.S., there's the U.K., there's uh, Germany and Canada, and you enter through those affiliate links, and then whatever shopping you do, you get the stuff you're looking for. You get it delivered to your door, free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, and you help Free Talk Live because we get a, a portion of the uh, the purchase price. And so you can start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and your thoughts, Frank, listening in Ohio to WCER in Canton. Hello, Frank. Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight, Frank? Uh, Just got a few questions to ask. Don't you think a high-speed rail built in between the expressways from city to city and, and interstate connecting uh, and coming under the highway department, do you think the oil companies want you to have a high-speed rail? Do you I, think that that would take money away from them? 
I couldn't say. Um, here's what I do recommend. I recommend that uh, the median be available to anybody who wants to build a high-speed railway system there, and they can try to build a train, and we'll see how that goes for them. Do you, do you think automotive industry, uh, you think the oil companies and the oil cartels, you think they want you to have inexpensive transportation from city to city and state to state, or do you think they well, make money off you in it, other other belligerous ways. But I, I, the point that I made earlier um, is that it isn't inexpensive. At this point, you can take an Amtrak train from. Uh, I, I can. I, I pay more to drive. Uh, I'll pay less to drive my car from New Hampshire to Florida, and I make that trip on a pretty regular basis than uh-huh. I do taking the train from New Hampshire to Florida, and I'll do it in half the time. That's not but, the oil. You know, I mean, I, I'll grant you it uses fewer fossil fuels, but. Don't act like the oil companies are giving me a reaming. In fact, it's cheaper for me to drive. That's because of the precedent uh, on how much it is to travel on there, which they kept. uh, It's because the government's involved. The government owns Amtrak. They They keep the prices high to keep you from going into high-speed rail. Wait, wait, wait. wait, You're saying the government Amtrak will keep prices high. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Why, Why would they do that? To keep the uh, status quo with the military-industrial-corporate complex, to so, keep to so, keep the Wall Street uh, people rich. So you uh, you believe that Amtrak has inflated prices because of the oil industry, and that uh, outs, if they weren't for the oil industry's influence, that Amtrak would be cheaper? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Plus, other entities like. Uh, isn't it possible the government's just a, a you know violent monopoly and you know who's just really bad at what they do? Yeah, just really no, sucks at what they do. What what they had on, on the rail system on the on the Conrail on that Conrail that didn't go very well. They had CEOs of automotive industry on uh, uh, CEOs on those boards. Well, also. rich people do rich people things. Yeah, but I, they want to keep you poor, don't you? They want to keep you immobile. Okay, so do you think that the solution to this is is the government building high speed railway systems down the medians of roads? Yes. The, look, the fact is, the government runs wet railroad systems. If they're in collusion with the rich guys now, they're going to be in collusion with the rich guys after they spend your money on high speed rail. They're but not going to bring the price down just because they build stuff in the median. If it's a conspiracy now, it'll be a conspiracy yeah. later. Yeah, when the government what, builds what, things, who do you think actually builds it? They get do, their buddies. But what we do is the states take over their individual rights on that high-speed rail okay, in their state. Because lobbyists don't have the state politicians all wrapped up, too. You see, this is... Uh, you if, if you're going... You have to apply Occam's razor here, man. Logic to the system. If you believe that this is a conspiracy, and I don't believe necessarily what you're saying is so... But if you believe that it is, then the same people are going to conspire to take over the, the median thing after they spend untold trillions of dollars building your railroad systems down the middle of every interstate in America. But they already gave trillions of your dollars and hundreds of billions and trillions of your dollars to all the rich uh, corporations around the world and international banks. But you believe that's going to stop after they build a high-speed rail? Well, if it would have been directed towards the proper things instead of... What makes you think, Frank, that they were going to all of a sudden direct things in the way that you think they should be directed just because they build a high-speed rail? Well, I just wanted to give some reflective thoughts to your program and to you, fellas. 
And you think about it, we've given trillions of dollars and, and spend... I haven't given anyone trillions of dollars. The U.S. federal government has stolen trillions of dollars and given, given it out to their buddies. But you, I don't think you've addressed the point that Mark has made. Has it even like made an impression on you? Do, you? do you comprehend what has been said to you about how if you believe there's some sort of grand conspiracy to keep rail prices high so people will continue to drive cars and buy from the oil companies... What makes you think that would change, if, if indeed that is true, after a new rail system is built? Good people sitting on the boards of the rail system. <laughs> you are in fantasy no land. People yep. that are- once, you build, uh, once you build railroads uh, down the middle of interstates, suddenly we'll have good people uh, sitting in, in positions of power. Get real, I'm sorry, Frank. you'll never, ever rest the, the power away from the politicians. It's just, you know, rich people and power, it's always gone together. The only yeah. thing you can do is stop giving your and my power over to the government. And that's what you're proposing to do. You're proposing to take dollars out of my wallet and everybody else's in order to build silly little trains down choo-choos down the middle of, uh, of interstates. And that's Thanks, giving Frank. power yeah. to those people. I, I that's think... saying that they somehow know better. A lot of, you know, the anti-capitalist type fighters that I hear, they always complain about you know the rich fat cats or oil hounds or anything like that and so they want to put it in the hands of the government so you know these rich people aren't involved with it well all you do doing that is you give power to the government which you can't fight against at all because you know they have supreme rule and then they just hand it over to those rich people that you didn't want it to have in the first place you know it's just suddenly it's mandatory instead Thanks for the call, Frank. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. This is a mentality that is very prevalent throughout the conspiracy theorist uh, realm, where they they believe that there's so much evil being done uh, with the government. And a lot of it, they're, I think they're right about. Oh, yeah. uh, whether they're right about their individual theories, I doubt I would, uh, you know, I would quibble with, perhaps. Uh, but I think they're generally right that government does do bad things. It hurts people, and you know, they are teaming up with corporations, and they're trying to screw people over and, and reward their friends and punish their enemies. I mean, that's, there's no doubt about all that. But to believe that you can somehow just change the chairs around and bring somebody in who's good... To fix the problems that are just, they're part and parcel of what government is. Even if you took good people, so-called, whoever they are, and you put them on the board of directors of this new high-speed rail project, all of a sudden you've given good people power. And we've seen what happens to people yeah, those prison when they tests, get power. They ended after, what, six days? And they did psych tests. The Stanford tests. prison experiment. Yeah, they did psych testing on all of those people, and it said that they were good people, you mm. know, generally average mentalities, everything like that, six days later, they had to end it because those people became so horrible just because Sociopaths. of the yeah, they power they were given. Right. The fact is, power will turn people into sociopaths. You know, they'll, they'll, yep. they'll just not look at what they're doing. The uh, the Milgram experiment is another good example where mm-hmm. they took people in off the street. They had they told them, you know, sat them down in front of a fake scientist and had a fake guy in another room. They hooked him up to some electrodes. They, they, and they had this person administer shocks to them until they were dead. And 65 or 70 percent of the people, I think it was 65, 65 percent of the people actually administered shocks until they, you know, quote unquote, killed killed the person. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what the average person off the street will do. Two-thirds of them will kill you if the, an right. authority figure says you must go on. That's the average person, right? Now you take the person, you, you take out all average people, and you only look at the people that would seek such a position in the first place. You look at the people that would be attracted to be on the board of directors of this, you know, this fantasy rail system that Frank wants to build down the middle of every interstate. And you look at the kinds of people that are interested in having influence in those uh, those ways, and you're already talking about a subset of individuals who is likely interested in power. They're attracted to the idea of power. They maybe have had smaller positions of power in local government or something like that, and they want to move up the chain. Uh, these are not people who are going to be trustable. Uh, you know, trusting. You can't trust them to do the right thing. And, and and there's no way they can do the right thing in a situation where essentially they're presented with options that are all about uh, taking people, people yeah. taking things from people and and taking their money and using it for whatever purposes they deem appropriate. So please get over this idea that you're somehow going to be able to, you know, bring the bad guys to justice by putting the good guys in the halls of power. It just it doesn't work out that way. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything. Social networking, is it a problem or is it uh, a boon? We'll uh, come back. You can uh, tell us what you think. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, bring whatever you want as we launch here into the second hour of the program, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231, the website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there totally free. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. The main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. You find something online that you think is interesting. You take it to our website. You submit it as show prep, and then it'll show up on the site. And other, other listeners can vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You can also vote on things as well. Go to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. That's freetalklive.com. Of course, we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything, but the question is uh, has been proposed, and it is the Guardian that's reporting on it, in this case, guardian.co.uk, regarding social networking. It's obviously hot, hot, hot on the Internet. I mean, Facebook is the number two most popular website in the entire world. What's number one? Google. Google? Huh. Yeah. And uh, I believe I don't I don't recall the numbers, but there are a lot of damn people from around the world on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Was it like billion or something like that? Half a billion or something? It's it's a lot of people from uh, just everywhere at all kinds of ages. Everybody from young to very old people are on Facebook. They're connecting with folks. They're connecting with uh, coworkers. They're connecting with uh, old friends. They're connecting with current friends, family. Uh, Facebook. It I think it's a useful tool. Oh yeah. 
Uh, and, and they also mentioned Twitter here as well, which obviously doesn't have the same level of popularity and, and usefulness. For, yeah, the Facebook. first year I couldn't quite figure out what Twitter was for. It was just like seemed like a bunch of scene kids posting up about their yeah. emo problems. Well, once <laughs> once I saw the uh, Facebook status updates and how useful those became, then I began to understand Twitter a little better. Yeah. So Twitter made it so I could under or Facebook made it so I could understand Twitter. Right, um, but I don't really ever use Twitter except to tweet things because somebody told me it was important for, you know, yeah. when you're doing a radio show, you should have Twitter. Okay, <laughs> we'll do it. And some people some people seem to like it, uh, so that's that's why we do it. Um, but Facebook, I totally get. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're connecting with people, you're able to communicate easily with them, and now they've, you know, they've introduced the groups feature, which can be very annoying when people add you to them uh, without <laughs> yeah. your permission. But on the other hand, it's also a pretty useful uh, feature. We're using it behind the scenes with the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund to make it easy for our board members to get together and, and discuss things. So, uh, I mean, I think that there's no doubt that uh, that Facebook is incredibly useful. I mean, obviously, so many people have, have uh, would agree with that. They're using it for various different things. But like with anything, there's a dark side, right? There is a, a negative side, the, the double-edged sword, shall we say. Is it possible to go too far when it comes to uh, your usage of Facebook. And to that, I would say absolutely oh, yeah. yes. And I know this because I have gone too far uh, when it comes to Facebook. I find myself there when I should not be there, when I should be doing other things that are more important. And uh, there is there is a very addictive uh, It's like uh, all those RPGs like WoW and EverQuest and everything like that. I've seen people just ruin their lives for those things. World of Warcraft is what WoW is. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Thank you for that, Mark. Let, so let me jump here into the piece from The Guardian. Uh, the way in which people frantically communicate online via Twitter, Facebook, and instant messaging can be seen as a form of modern madness, according to a leading American sociologist. MIT professor Sherry Turkle writes in her new book, Alone Together which is leading an attack on the information age. She says a behavior that has become typical may still express the problems that once caused us to see it as pathological. Turkle's book, published in the UK next month, has called a sens- uh, caused a sensation in America, which is usually more obsessed with the merits of social networking. She appeared last week on The Colbert Report, and when Turkle said she'd been at funerals where people checked their iPhones, Colbert quipped, we all say goodbye in our own way. <laughs> Turkle's thesis is simple. That technology is threatening to dominate our lives and to make us less human. Under the illusion of allowing us to communicate better, it is actually isolating us from real human interactions in a cyber reality that is a poor imitation of the real world. Okay, wait a second. Um, so if you become bored and distracted at a funeral... Does that mean and, – and you check your iPhone, that's bad. But if you're bored and distracted at the funeral, you pick up the hymnal, you kind of page through it for a minute until you're like, oh, maybe I should pay attention to this person <laughs> yeah. who I really don't – you know, didn't have much interaction with, but I came because my wife wanted me to right. or whatever. Who you know. wants to go to funerals? I mean, oh, gosh. Well, I, at least I, you can check your email now. I've been, <laughs> Get stuff done. I can see why – you know, some. I can see why she's taking this tone. Mm-hmm. But being, this is a symptom, not the problem. You know, being bored and distracted is the problem. And, you know, if you're going to go to the funeral, perhaps you should act like you're at a funeral instead of being sort of this passive aggressive thing where you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to look through the hymnal. I'm going to check my e- email. Why, or whatever. why is that passive aggressive? Because um, you're you're being you're, you're sitting you're like, I'm going, OK, I'll go, but I'm going to do whatever I want once I get there. Yeah, I just I guess I just don't really understand passive aggressive. It's it's never really made much sense to me. Like, why are you saying I'm aggressive? 
but passive at the same time. It, it's always been confusing. Well, you give in by going to the funeral that you maybe maybe don't want to go to. I see. But while you're there, you act like an abhorrent jerk. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's a way of uh, being indirectly mean. Like so you're not nobody really being can, aggressive. Yeah, nobody can actually say that you've done anything, but yeah. you're being a jerk. So, um, the, and if you're going to go to a funeral, you probably should act like you're supposed to be there um, and that you want to be there and that you should be present in your life. I think that uh, shouldn't, have, shouldn't have drug me to the damn funeral then. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you shouldn't have gone. Maybe you should have said, look, I don't want to go and well, I'm not going to go. When you're a, a you know, teenager, you kind of have to go to those things, right? If you're your child or something like that, your mom and dad make you yeah. go to that crap. Uh, anyway, Turkle's uh, thesis, uh, her book is uh, far from the only work of its kind. An intellectual backlash in America is calling for a rejection of some of the values and methods of modern communications. Professor William Kist, an expert at uh, Kent State University, said that uh, – I love how he's called an expert uh, – it's, it's a huge backlash, he said. The different kinds of communication that people are using have become something that scares people. The list of attacks on social media is a long one and comes from all corners of academia and popular culture. A recent bestseller in the U.S., The Shallows by Nicholas Carr, suggested that the use of the Internet was altering the way we think to make us less capable of digesting large and complex amounts of information, such as books and magazine articles. The book was we'll based, never be able to read again. The book was based on an essay that Carr wrote in the Atlantic magazine. It was just as emphatic and was headlined, Is Google Making Us Stupid? Another strand of thought in the field of cyber skepticism is found in the net delusion by Evan G. Morozov. He argues that social media has bred a generation of slacktivists. It has made people lazy and enshrined the illusion that clicking a mouse is a form of activism equal to real-world donations of money and time. I, I would agree that uh, you know these sign this petition online thing is just kind of silly. Um, you know, I mean, it just it doesn't amount to much. My name online isn't my real name in real life i don't have you know i mean you can't you're not gonna be able to find my address i I just don't think that uh that these petitions amount to much so i would agree that if you think you've done something by filling out something online or clicking on a link or something like that i would i I would encourage you to think again yeah i think i mean i understand the awareness aspect of it like getting out information making people aware of an issue Mm -hmm. that that makes sense but i actually had a discussion with somebody today who wanted to make some sort of Facebook event that would be a virtual 30 seconds of silence for <laughs> some act. And he's all like, but you're not understanding the bigger picture. How can it in it, it can affect change? And I was like, you know what? I don't think virtually being silent for 30 seconds is really going to help anything. Everyone stop typing for 30 uh-huh. seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're right uh, about that, though, Meg. I mean, yeah. Again, we're, we're talking about kind of two sides of this uh, activism coin on the Internet. On one hand, we've seen the Internet and Facebook be incredibly useful tools for getting, like you said, information yeah. out to actually encourage people to do things out in the real world, like, uh, you know, a call flood or something like that. Calling when some of our friends are arrested, for instance, will uh, the word will go out online and essentially the phone number of the police department or the phone number of the uh, the, the jail or wherever it is they're holding our friend will be released and then the people will call in and and inquire as to the person's well-being and and that's that has made i think it's an a impact. very effective tool yeah, yeah. But, but then on the other side something like a moment of silence is yeah. pretty ludicrous so you know what, and it just fills up space and time and the oh. question is what are you using the tool for and the question also and you're welcome to answer it is what's your experience been with this do you think there's anything to the idea that uh, facebook is actually making people less social are these things dangerous to human interaction? 
800-259-9231. You take control. Give us your thoughts. Bring up anything as well. It's Free Talk Live. Live. You dial in toll free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up whatever you want. 800 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. And you can bring up anything that's the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And May. And Mark. 1 800 259 9231. Our website is freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. The bulletin board system allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. bbs.freetalklive.com is where you can go to do that. It's free, like the rest of our website. bbs.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people just like you who want to take their court cases to court without lawyers. Lawyers are expensive. You never know whether they're doing the right thing. If you do have an attorney, Jurisdictionary will help you to make sure they're doing the right stuff and uh, to, to cut down legal fees. It'll pay for itself in the first hour. <laughs> um, is all you have to do is uh, go to Jurisdictionary.com, and it works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. So easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. It's not just for traffic tickets. Jurisdictionary. Com. So we're talking about a piece out of The Guardian, which is essentially um, summarizing a bunch of critics of social networking, critics of the Internet, critics of the smartphone world, critics of this interconnectedness that uh, that we all now have via you know, this social networking tools like Facebook, for instance. And the the theme here is basically that it's all an illusion, that uh, you are actually not more connected, that by using these tools and using them more often, you're becoming more disconnected uh, from the real world. And is there a truth to that? Well, maybe for some people there is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it is certainly possible to go too far when using these things. But that's true of a lot of things in life, that some things are very dangerous when you use them too much. And I think that can be the case here. And you have to be judicious and you have to be aware of what your habits are and your usage patterns. Uh, but there's more critique here of uh, the Internet generation, shall we say, or what we're currently experiencing. And so we'll share some of that with you here and uh, get your thoughts as well, especially if you've had a problem. Have you been hooked on Facebook? I know that it has it has affected me in a negative way, and I will find myself there when I should not be there. So what's your story at 800-259-9231? Uh, let's see. So other books include The Dumbest Generation by Emory University professor Mark Barlin, in which he claims the intellectual future of the U.S. looks dim. And We Have Met the Enemy by Daniel Oxt, which describes the problems of self-control in the modern world, of which the proliferation of communication tools is a key component. The backlash has crossed the Atlantic in Cyberbia, published in Britain last year. James Harkin surveyed the modern technological world and found some dangerous possibilities. While Harkin was no pure cyber skeptic, he found many reasons to be worried as well as pleased about the new technological era. Elsewhere, the hit film The Social Network has been seen as a thinly veiled attack on the social media generation, suggesting that Facebook was created by people who failed to fit in with the real world. Turkle's book, however, has spared the most debate uh, so, excuse me, sparked the most debate so far. It is a creed de cour for putting down the BlackBerry, ignoring Facebook, and shunning Twitter. He says, we have invented inspiring and enhancing technologies, yet we have allowed them to diminish us. 
Fellow critics point to numerous incidents to back up their argument. Recently, media coverage of the death in Brighton of Simone Back focused on a suicide note that she'd posted on Facebook that was seen by as many of 1,000, uh, by many of her 1,048 friends on the site, yet none called for help. Instead, they traded insults with each other on her Facebook wall. Turkle's book. Well, you know, I mean, okay, so there's there's a lot of cries for help that go out from people on on Facebook. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm sorry to say it just happens. You know, somebody gets in a bad mood, they put something out there. I don't see that there's any. Uh, I don't. I didn't see this uh, status update, um, but I don't know that there's necessarily anything that anyone would necessarily think about that if if there was a quote unquote cry for help. Well, plus it's also a problem with how human beings deal with situations like that when it comes to large. Mm-hmm groups uh i i know we've talked about this on the air before but somebody linked me to a video online which showed experiments like social experiments milgram the milgram study is sort of an example of this but uh, social experiments involving like some guy who is convulsing on the street out in front of a busy place like in new york city where people are walking by constantly and this guy is in clear pain he is he needs help Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just interesting to watch as people ignore him and just continue to go about their their day and go about their business. Now, you could point out that, well, the people on Facebook claim that she was there, that they were her friend. And that's that's why this is different. But the point being that in this instance where you actually have a human being who is in front of you, another human who is in, in you know, severe distress, physical distress, that that people would just walk on by and just, you know, pretend that that person well, is not there, I think is an example yeah. of what's happening in this facebook example where you've got a thousand people who are this person's friend maybe only 50 are online when she posts the uh the update about how she's going to kill herself and you know one of the all of the 50 people have all their reasons for not doing anything about it well somebody else will will handle this oh she's a drama queen or you know wh- who knows what uh, was going through those people's minds that really raises an interesting question because i know in oregon we have the good samaritan law where if you see somebody in distress it's against the law not to act Mm. and so how's that worked you know i've never seen any instances of it haven't really paid attention so i'm not sure but i wonder if that would ever you know work into the digital world like if you saw a friend's facebook update that said they were going to kill themselves would it you know ever at some point be against the law not to react to that and if so like you know, there's got to be so many, especially high school girls, stuff like that, who are just drama queens posting up that stuff all the time. How do you, you know, tell what's the difference between somebody just being over dramatic and mm-hmm. something real? Turkle's book has also hit home because her previous works, The Second Self and Life on the Screen, seemed more open to the technological world. Kist joked that Alone Together reads as if it were written by Turkle's evil Luddite twin. But even the backlash now has a backlash, with many leaping to the defense of social media. They point out that emails, Twitter, and Facebook have led to more communication, not less, especially for people who may have trouble meeting in the real world because of great distance or social difference. And indeed, I think there's uh, something to say, you know, to be yeah. said there that uh, people, for many reasons, have various hang-ups about uh, meeting people in real life, and meeting people online has been a very successful way to go about doing things for a lot of people. I mean, you've heard the radio commercials. Oh, I met my husband on your website. You know, those sorts of uh, commercials are out there, and yeah. there's, those are true stories. And in I a don't lot of think cases. people should downplay digital relationships. I mean, I know, I'll, I, you know, I'm come from nerd background Mm -hmm. so i know a lot of especially nerds tend to be more recluse and 
off-putting and to have like just a friend online probably somebody they've never met but just a relationship with somebody online over a long distance it still means something to them so you know just because it's not in real life that it could be though yeah someday i mean i've had i've had friends that i've met online i mean i for instance uh zeus uh one of the you know the executive producers of the show got you know the guy that uh, the voice of uh, the lrn.fm commercials does a lot of our ads and things like that i knew him for three or four years online before i met him in real life uh last summer and I, you know, I have real good feelings about that guy. This wasn't some kind of internet friendship. It was yeah. a real friendship. And then to have, uh, you know, to finally get to meet him was awesome. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't, at that point he was already Does my he friend. sound that way in real life too? Oh my God, he talks like that all the time. <laughs> He's ordered, he was ordering food. He's like, give me some mashed potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. Sunday. All right, more coming up here. 800-259-9231. You take control. Uh, more on social networking. Your thoughts welcome. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. You can head over to the website, grab up a bunch of archives. Maybe you've missed a moment of the show. We've got them for you. Don't worry about it. They're all there going back to, well, not all of them, but a whole lot of them, years worth. Going all the way back to late 2006. You just go into the free, you go to freetalklive.com. You'll see the archives at the top of the page. They are a week's worth at the top. And then if you click into the archive section, it'll take you back for years. And it's all free for you. Thanks to the folks over at HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com can host you you get unlimited disk space unlimited bandwidth free one click of script installs free site builder tools and uh, 24 7 technical support 99.9 percent uh 99.9 uptime guarantee it's hostgator.freetalklive.com also use that portal we've created and you'll get your first month completely free hostgator.freetalklive.com so some people are saying that Facebook, uh, other social networking interaction online is actually making people less social. Is there any truth to that statement? Is it true that people are getting lost in this online world and not actually, uh, I guess, finding themselves in the real world as a result of uh, too much time online? I, mean, I believe that that could be true for some people. Is it true for most of the people on Facebook? Is it really damaging to folks? 1-800-259-9231. Certainly your thoughts and your experience. Welcome. Uh, we're, we're sharing a piece from The Guardian where they kind of go uh, into different critics of, uh, of the Internet and social uh, social networking. And they're also balancing it out a little bit by bringing in people who are saying, well, wait a minute. you know, This isn't all bad. Uh, there's some really good things to be found here, as we've been talking about uh, throughout the hour so far. And uh, so some have pointed out that, uh, you know, these may be very useful tools, especially for people who have trouble meeting in the real world because of great distance or social difference. And we talked about relationships that people have uh, have built online, whether it be a, you know, a a love based relationship or just a friend uh, kind of based relationship. There are a lot of success stories, but I'm sure there are also failures as well, just as there are in real life with people. Do you think this uh, this conversation was had and around linoleum tables and, uh, you know, 19. 
23 about, you know, that telephone, that's really causing people to not get out and, you know, talk to their neighbors across the fence. Or, or the, the CB radio or something. Or right? the post office. Just writing a letter to my family, now I don't have to visit them. I, right. I mean, you know, I wonder, uh, there's always been somebody sort of standing in the way of every technology saying, well, this is a bad idea. And I would say that... You know that yeah, there's going to be some growing pains, and certainly I probably spend more time on Facebook at, at times than I would uh, would like to. There's a game on Facebook that I play that I do not know why. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I play a game that there's actually a whole other section for like addiction addiction treatment for this game, and it, wow. it, yeah, it came Which up pretty game? quick. Um, Mouse hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Castle Age. I don't know any of them. I've yeah. never played any of them. I, I don't, don't want to. Yeah, see, I... <laughs> anyway, even the backlash, uh, now is a backlash, defenders say theirs is just a different form of communication that people might have trouble getting used to. When you go into a coffee shop and everyone is silent on their laptop, I understand what she's saying about not talking to one another, but it is still communicating. I disagree with her. I don't see it as so black and white. Some experts believe the debate is so fierce because social networking is a new field that has yet to develop rules and etiquette that everyone can respect, and that's why incidents such, uh, such as Simone Back's death appear so shocking. Let's face it, that's a young lady who took her life, I guess, after posting a note on Facebook about intending to do so. And uh, let's face it, I see no sign of anyone unplugging, says Kist, but perhaps we need to involve a netiquette to deal with it all. He also pointed out that the real world that uh, many social media critics hark back to never really existed. Before everyone traveled on the bus or train with their heads buried in an iPad or smartphone, they usually just traveled in silence or you know, maybe were reading a newspaper or, or something like that or a book. We didn't see people spontaneously talking to strangers. They were just keeping to themselves, he said. And I think that's a, a, a very accurate observation. The only thing that I'd have to say about it is it's more like whenever we're in uh, social gathering, you know, when you're hanging out with your friends at the bar or anything like that after just in your house on the couch sitting around. It used to be like I would sit around with my friends. We would talk, hang out, drink. Now everybody's just on their, you know, mobile devices or laptops and they'll communicate, but they'll communicate through chat. And that's just awkward to me. Like I, I've seen that happen. Yeah, uh, I have been at... And, and I'll give people some credit where credit's due, but I've been at, uh, at uh, karaoke. It's a little event that uh, folks do here in, in Keene, a social, kind of a semi-social occasion because there's only so much socializing you can do with mm-hmm. loud music blasting into your ears, which may be one of the reasons why people oh, yeah. are more inclined to, uh, to get on a, a, a device of some sort. And I've been on my phone as well at this uh, oh, yeah. event. So, I'm, I mean, I'm, totally I'm as guilty as, guilty as everybody as else. But there was one point where I looked up and I noticed that uh, everyone was on, like everyone at my table was on... Yeah, and it's sort of like everybody's just saying you're really, you know, going online and looking at Facebook is just more entertaining than talking to you. Like, I I can't help but Mm. feel slightly offended when somebody, like, won't even It may be more entertaining than talking to me. (laughs) So, to to some extent, you know, that's that's the truth of it. And the other other way is it sort of draws you in. Um, You you know, it's an important part of your life uh, throughout the day, and then, you know, there it is on your your little gizmo, and it's all Mm -hmm. you have to do is look down just to check things. Oh, yeah. I did the one week without Facebook thing. Did you make it the whole week? I made it the whole week, but I literally didn't know what day of the week it was at one point because I... Am on Facebook so much. That's how I determine. Like, oh, today is Wednesday. I've got this event coming up, or mm-hmm. I have this day. So I think it was Friday, and I was like, "Is it Monday? Is it? I don't know what day it is. I have no idea what's mm-hmm. going on in the world at all." Like, I just felt so out of place and disconnected. Yeah. So I think the the real uh, 
point here that should be made is to use caution and to be aware of what you are doing, of what it is that, you know, are you being taken away from real social interaction because of these technologies? Or is it enhancing your life and is it making it so you actually have more social uh, interactions? Uh, I think that for the most part, for me, the Internet has uh, has provided yeah, I, I've tried to use it for that greater outlets. To. I mean, because a we're here because of the Internet. The, all three of us oh, in yeah. this room right now, we're here together. I know you, Meg, because of the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you and I are here. We moved here. Meg, you moved here because we found the Free State Project online and we connected with uh, with that, and we you know started you know involving ourselves in networks of these these people that otherwise we likely never would have come to know, and and it has been a life changing experience oh, in yeah. such a phenomenal way that would have been impossible in the past. Free Talk Live exists because of the internet. Uh, we're able to spread our show more effectively now because of tools like Facebook and Twitter and, and social networking. I'm able to make money at my job because of those. You know? Sure. You, right. You do libertyflare.com, yeah. uh, which uh, allows people to order little one-inch buttons online, and you can market those through Facebook mm-hmm. and market specials and things like that. So uh, it, it has brought a lot of people together that otherwise never would have come together. So if now and then they want to check their email or, or post a Facebook status update or, or they do find their phone more interesting than the people at the table for that, uh, for that moment in time. No, I've never seen anybody just sit on their phone for the entirety of, uh, yeah. of a social occasion. I think that would be a, a real problem. But there's a certain line, right? And everybody's got a, a line in the sand where you've you've gone too far in using this. And I know for a fact I have gone too far <laughs> at some uh, at some points. And I'll just have to I'll, I just have to catch myself because there's nobody else who's going to do it for me. You know, usually I'm alone in a situation like that. Like I'm I'm supposed to be calling radio stations, and I'll find myself on Facebook. Like this is not mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Facebook will still be there when you know the, the program directors aren't uh, in the office. So it it has been, I, I would say, a challenge for me personally, but it's been well worthwhile, mm-hmm. well worth it. I mean, if not just from a professional aspect of being able to get the show the show out there more effectively using these technologies, but also from an activism standpoint of being able to uh, to you know connect with other activists and get out there and and you know come up with brainstorm well, yeah, online. Ideas are are traveling much more quickly, and you can see the revolutions in Egypt and Tunisia and uh, Iran previously last year. All these are great examples of how you know the innovations occurring in the marketplace, and these things are good. The internet and social media networks are creating more freedom for people. Yes, it's going to change the way we live. So did the automobile. Mm-hmm. There's more coming up here. We'd love your thoughts and experience at 800-259-9231. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find on our site completely free. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. The mobile site is there. You can go to m.freetalklive.com, get quick access 
to our streams as well as podcast. That's m.freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it in the program, get on more uh, radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board as well and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal. It's amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about social networking and some people calling themselves experts are saying that it's bad and that uh, people are drifting away from social interaction under the guise of actually participating in social interaction on these so-called social networking uh, websites. Are they actually contributing to making people less social, uh, making them more distant? That's what some people are saying. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to your thoughts, your experiences with uh, these technologies. Let's go to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Good evening, Ian and Mark and Meg. Hey, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, on Sunday, a friend of mine uh, had a a Super Bowl party. And um, he had, uh, during the the halftime, he had a... Adult entertainment, some dancers. It's a heck of a party you went to. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. It was a good time. And so uh, after they were done performing, um, people could go down into the basement. He had a nice finished basement stuff, and she was uh, doing lap dances if you wanted to pay some extra money. So I decided I'd never had a lap dance, and I decided (laughs) I wanted the experience. So... Uh, I gave her my 30 bucks, and she was doing lap dance. I was sitting in the chair and just kind of enjoying it. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and she leaned over into the chair next to us and picked up a phone and started texting somebody. For real? <laughs> that is so hilarious. I was thinking, so is she going to get her phone out while she does the lap dance before you actually told the story? And sure enough. I'm like, I'm like oh, wait, wait a minute. I, I paid for this. Did you, you know, actually and, protest? And there she, there she's, no, no, I'm just kidding. Hold <laughs> your leg. Oh, wait, wait, so wait, 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 hold on. So that didn't happen? No, that didn't happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dang. Oh, I was fooled. <laughs> you I, had me going like, wow, the goal. I'm just thinking there are inappropriate times to be texting and talking to people on the computer yes. and stuff like that. And people just have to use their... Uh, they just have to use their head. They just have to think about it a little bit. Mm. Sometimes people get obsessed. And and but I think that what happens is that these experts, when this kind of ha- when this thing happens to a few people, they overblow it. I think oh, yeah. you're right. I don't think yeah. I don't think that it's that bad. I, I know that I have a niece who and uh, a niece who gets on a lot, and she's like always on Facebook, but she's also on psych meds. So there you go. <laughs> and then, well, I don't and then, know. Uh, you know, I mean, I th- maybe I'm just older than the current generation and maybe they are, are. using it a lot more uh than well, you know okay so this is <laughs> sorry uh this is going to be the complaint of every generation about their kids it's going to be i remember being at uh, a uh you know a dog training match thing my mom's into mm-hmm. she likes to show dogs and so i went to you know i I'd go along with her and i was listening to my walkman with the uh, tape player with uh 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, Mr. Roboto by Styx <laughs> in it. And they finally stopped Banner manufacturing winner. those, by the way. What, what, the, the, you were talking about the radio one. This is the cassette. The, the cassette Walkman. They the finally stopped one? manufacturing okay. those. So the, uh, this one was with the cassette. And, you know, I had on so, the stylish sunglasses of the time and some parachute pants. And, yeah. you know, I, uh, I, I probably had my Chinese throwing star with me, too. You know, like th- this is how, you know, this was 1984 or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's. Uh, the, I remember some guy basically coming up to me, a friend of my mother, saying, you know, you should be paying more attention or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that basically pointing out that I was not plugged in. Well, I wasn't because they're adults and they're boring. And that's the way that's the way these kids feel about you. And it's yeah. that's the way it's going to be. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, that's that's I'm life. Not, kids no, no, are I'm never going to think adults are interesting. No, I got you there, Mark. I'm not I'm not worried. I don't think it's going to be a problem, but it's it is going to be interesting to see how the current generation uh grows up and and what uh, shifts happen as a result of them essentially being on facebook from the age at which they could conceive ideas i mean you and i uh all of us here in the studio have whatever limited experience with computers i mean meg you're the youngest person in the Mm -hmm. studio so you probably have the the most yeah but i'm still like in high school we were learning mavis beacon type thing and now they have like you know when we were learning to make websites, it's like, oh my gosh, I put some text online. I'm, right. I'm a hero. But and now kids are yeah. programming at you know age ten or whatever, and they're far more advanced. And so, I, I would I believe it's true that younger people are spending more time on these social networking services. What will that end up pe- becoming in another ten years or fifteen years? It, it's impossible to say. Yeah. Um, and is it something that people should be so concerned over? I I don't know about that. I guess it just all depends on individual circumstances. Although. And I, I, I take issue when somebody says that the computer is making people stupid because they don't have to remember facts or anything like that. Mm. And I think it's just something that, you know, people have taken it on as another aspect of their own brain. It's like I agree. It's like another brain. Yeah. If you can't back in the day, you know, if you thought of an actor's name and you just couldn't get the actor's name in your head and right. it, was it didn't make you, you smarter because you yeah. took you a while then finally you figured yeah, like it out later three weeks later you're like oh my gosh it was steve yeah. buscemi right. or something <laughs> now, you know. now you're not smarter you just remembered the guy's name and you know there was a time in my life when i didn't need a calculator for many calculations yeah. i had worked uh, I, I worked at a convenience store kind of operations i did everything in my head i didn't we didn't have a cash register i just uh, you know fiddled the change out real quick and and you know all these things were easy for me i can't do that like i used to be able to do it and that doesn't i'm not stupid because i use a calculator now and they've made this they made the same arguments about calculators at one point yeah it's they're just tools i mean yeah. the internet and google and searching is is a tool that is useful to augment uh, your current level of intelligence uh, as though you'd somehow be smarter if you know in the olden days you uh, you know just smashed the coconut over and over again against something hard versus using some kind of tool you know to crack into it and to you know make that job a lot shorter yeah. and more efficient so or to learn know, facts you're going to go out and buy the entire encyclopedia right. set or something now you're know. smarter because you can open an encyclopedia as a no i think it's actually smarter to use google when you can get the answer answer or wikipedia instantaneously mm-hmm. rather than having to go through the old uh, the old methods matt any other uh, thoughts you want to share well these these same arguments could have been used uh, on my generation when uh, i remember as kids uh just all of us sitting around watching TV. Mm-hmm. And there you're just sitting there staring at the idiot box. I mean, um, same kind of arguments was going on when the, when the movie Network came out. 
You know, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same kind of thing. Only now, instead of people sitting in front of the TV, they're sitting in front of a computer. No, and, and at least with a computer, you are using. You know, yeah, you're interacting. You're using a little bit more of your brain in the in that in that instance. But on the other hand, you know, there are different things you can do on the computer, right? There are things that are maybe more smarts involving versus less, well, like playing some dumb game on Facebook. Uh, we, we were <laughs> we were sitting at Jason Osborne's house for the uh, Super Bowl party. They had su- we had Super Meat Bowl there. Yeah. And, you know, lots of lots. When of is meat. there not meat there? <laughs> he, he loves meat. Uh, they, they do the low carb thing at his house and. and and Did he do the strippers too? He, no strippers, I can oh. assure you. <laughs> Wife is in the house. Um, and, I, you know, whatever, some wives would be fine with yeah. that. But um, the, something was. We were going through the, a conversation and talking about something, and I don't know whether somebody had a, a, a BS fact or something like that. But people wanted to know. Jason whips out his uh, you know smartphone. He goes online and checks something mm-hmm. within twenty seconds. He has the answer to what it is that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, previously somebody would have been able to say, "Well, you know, red cars get more tickets than any." other kind of car mm-hmm. um, and insurance companies charge you more for it for you know your insurance rates as a result and you can check that stuff now you don't have to listen to people's point. nonsense thanks matt for the call and the thoughts tonight i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 yeah one of my favorite tools on my smartphone is dictionary.com mm-hmm. i mean i was at the I'm a horrible uh, speller so that comes in handy that's, and you know <laughs> just getting the the, uh, the the definitions of words i mean we were sitting at karaoke again and there was some word in a song that uh, the person across the table from me said what is that word mean? I said, I don't know. Let's find out. And, uh, you know, so then we found out. And it was the word havering. And havering? I'd, I'd never heard of that word before. And well, it, it means to it, vacillate. To, oh, I thought it was to throw a, like a hammer. There's a... Oh. Uh, apparently <laughs> I'm wrong. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I could use that improperly. It was in that uh, 500 miles and I would walk yeah. 500 I miles. I would walk 500 <laughs> miles. So now we know what havering means. See, I thought it was vomiting. Yeah, I mean, the, the, use, the use in that song vomiting. one 800 CAI toll-free line. Your stories of uh, internet and how it has changed you. Is it, is it, are, you being more, are you becoming more social as a result? Is it something that is resulting in you wasting a bunch of time and maybe going into a shell? Everybody's got their own story. 800-259-9231. You take control. It's free talk. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, why the U.S. is not the freest country on Earth. Mark is going to go down, I guess, a list of uh, suggested reasons. We'll talk about that. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Let's go to the phones and the fun. We'll talk to McFall, listening in Pennsylvania on the amp lines. Hello, McFall. Oh, hi. Um, before I get to uh, the point I wanted to make, I have something to say on topic. And that is that, uh, you know, it, it might be over the top to blame the state for everything, you know, all of our problems. 
But when the state has its tendrils in every bit of society, then it's fair to ask what it has to do with the problems we're seeing. And I think that, you know, with the growth of political association, which is based on violence, in all historical instances, that causes a shrinking of private society, which is based on relationships. But now, for the first time in history, we have the technology to circumvent that process. So we're seeing, you know, communities being torn apart by the state centralizing infrastructure and, you know, public schools, which force people together into undesired relationships. But now, we, with the Internet and with uh, social media, we can sidestep that process. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so much of it today. Yeah, that makes sense. I suppose. I mean, you know, when you're talking about this, I, I, you know, when you're talking about the state, you're, you know, you're, you're talking about coercion, um, and you know that it's gonna it's gonna always change the the formula. Right, and it's not it's not fair to say that that's the only reason why, because I would probably use faith myself, even if we lived in a perfectly free society, just because it's fun to you know to talk, talk to what I don't know in my own personal life, but. Um, there might be more of a of a community based society if uh, you know if it weren't for the interference of the government. Maybe I mean that's just a theory, but there are historical uh, precedents to it. Yeah, I'm always wondering like uh, what technology can you know create outside of a government society because I'm sure there's many things out there that you know we look at them as bad because the government's involved with it and it's using it to invade our lives or make our lives more difficult. Where if, you know, absent government abuse of power and whatnot, those technologies could create some amazing things. So what yeah. else did you want to talk about tonight, McFall? Well, um, occasionally I like to remind your audience that uh, there are, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to characterize people in groups, especially when the majority of the groups uh, tend to oppose the liberty viewpoint. So I like to uh, remind the Free Talk Live audience from time to time that there are Christians out there who are opposed to uh, state coercion, and I'm one of them. And uh, I know that's going to make some of the atheists in the audience flinch back and hit. Well, we have one on our show true. every Monday night. Her name's Michelle, and she's uh, she's a Christian yeah. too. And I, I do enjoy listening to uh, you know to her her perspective on things. But I had something in particular I wanted to say. Um, you get often, especially on Saturday nights, you get people calling in talking about um, you know bringing up supposed scriptural arguments for uh, the state. And one of the most common is, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Of course, Christians love to leave off the second half of the verse, which is unto God what is God's. But I've uh, recently done some research on that because I'm working on a uh, a project which will eventually become a book uh, about libertarian ethics uh, from a Christian perspective. And that is that back when Jesus said that, there were many different currencies available at the time, and Caesar only collected tribute in the coins that he minted. So essentially, what had happened was the Pharisees to whom he was talking, or maybe it was the Sadducees, I forget which, they were using Caesar's silver and paying tribute to him in exchange for political favors. Now, doesn't that sound an awful lot like somebody else who uh, traded their loyalty to God in exchange for silver? Sounds like Judas. Yeah, so... Basically, it sounds more to me like he was telling them, choose between, you know, where does your loyalty lie, with God or with Caesar? Hmm. So it can hardly be, except if taken out of context, which it's easy to do that, considering the couple thousand years of history between now and then. But Between context, when it happened it when like, it was written, too. Oh, yeah. But, well, there's only um, more like a hundred or so years in that case, but... 
um, it sounds more to me like he was saying, where does your loyalty lie, with Caesar or with God? You know, and, and posing them a choice that n- neither would condemn him as a blasphemer in their eyes or as a rebel in the eyes of the Roman government and yeah. give them a, an excuse to arrest him. So um, most people that, uh, you know, use even use scriptural references are not terribly educated in the Bible. So if you tried to use this reference, they would just assume, well, I've got to go ask my preacher what this means anyway, and then you're not going to, you know, it, the, the the fact is the Bible and Christianity today are really very little like, um, you know, the, the religion that Jesus was participating in back then. So to argue, well, this is what Jesus meant, is really just asking these people to participate in a different religion, and they're not interested in that different religion. Do you understand? Uh, yeah, and I understand what you mean, but I think that you might be uh, underestimating the amount of, of people who actually uh, do uh, consider these things. It's mostly in the West, especially in America, and especially the uh, the people who get all the media attention, you know, the Pat Robertson types who, mm-hmm. until recently, um, you know, was all about the state. Now he's come out in favor of marijuana legalization, and that's something. But Well, I heard he backpedaled know, on that. Oh, Whatever's really? popular at the time. Yeah. So, well, McFall, do you go to a church? I do. And, I mean, are they in line with your views at all? I mean, what 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 is their viewpoint of some of the things you're talking about? Oh, for the most part, I would say they agree with me. It's um, They might not go as far as I would. I, I would say that uh, the majority of them... I mean, well, back, I'm thinking back when Ron Paul ran for president. A lot of them bought the neoconservative line that he was a, you know, he was just a liberal in sheep's clothing and all that. But the more I, I actually engage them and talk to them, the more they agree. And they may not be as extreme as I would be to say, you know, just let's have a voluntary society and do away with the state completely. But even those who aren't won't go that far say it would be something good to have, and it would be moral, and it would be more in line with you know, the message of Jesus Christ than what we have now. It's very encouraging. So how do you feel in general as far as uh, Christians' involvement in the liberty movement? Is it uh, a little on the the smaller side? Do you feel like there's mostly atheists out there? I mean, or is it just... I I find it's more uh, more people who are, I guess, kind of apathetic in that Mm -hmm. regard. it's, It's always the extremes who get the most press, and, uh, you know, you get um, people like uh, Stephen Molyneux, of course, his his viewpoints are, are rather extreme against uh, religion. And, uh, and then you get people like Russell Canning. He's pretty famous in, in the liberty movement, and he's he's a Christian, right? Yeah, Russell's one of the earlier mover, movers of the, uh, the Free State Project. Uh, unfortunately, he chose to leave New Hampshire uh, recently due to uh, family, I guess, family circumstances that desires to get closer to his, uh, his blood family, I suppose, or his wife's uh, blood family. So unfortunately, he's no longer here. But there are still some great Christians uh, that are here in the, in the liberty movement here in New Hampshire. The former president of uh, Free State Project, Varen Swearingen, is a, a very devout Christian. Good example, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michelle Seven is, uh, is another uh, Christian that, uh, that I'm aware of. And I'm sure there are more that I, I'm just not, not aware of. Yeah, you know? and I'd also like to add that just within these circles, I've noticed that you know, usually it's the Christian types that are just a little bit pushy and aggressive with their 
religion, you know, when they talk to you, they kind of try and push it on you. But here, it's so much more the atheists that are just like, you know, if you're a Christian, you're stupid type. Uh, it just yeah, that's that's not very nice. Yeah, it boggles the mind that it can switch so drastically within crowds. Well, I think that um, one of the reasons, and I'm not saying that this is the best way to deal with it. I do not think it's a good way to deal with it, but. You know, people were forced to go to Sunday school, like real live forcing, um, you know, bodily forced to go to Sunday school, to to vacation Bible school, to Christian school. They, this stuff was put upon them. And I can tell oh, yeah. you that I was one of them. Yeah, yeah. I was, too. Yeah, you know, like I'm I'm outraged at that. I don't like what was taught to me and I wouldn't have, I you know. So, so there's there's backlash. Uh, parents have decided that that was a good way to treat their kids, and I don't think that it was discouraged by the church. Now the skirt, the church is uh, feeling backlash from people who who are basically evangelical and angry atheists. And I know that the uh, religious folks in this movement do get together, like at the Porcupine Freedom Festival on Sunday morning, and they have various different religious gatherings. You know, uh, Christians, Catholics, Jews, whoever is there, they have their own little gathering, and so they those people exist. And McFall, I hope you'll come up and join them someday. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. There is low... As $535, double occupancy, go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free so enjoy those on us again that's freetalklive.com joining you tonight it's ian and meg and mark don't forget you can check out our webcam at cam.freetalklive.com also built into the cam page is our chat room so you can watch listen and interact with other free talk live listeners go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that and know that the cam while it's free is brought to you by memory dealers memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs Not only do they have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, discounted up to 99% off of list price, they have some great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship. The overnight delivery, it's MemoryDealers.com. Let's continue and take your phone calls about what you want. Bill, listening in Decatur to WBHP in Alabama. Hello, Bill. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'd like to find out uh, your opinion. What does it take to impeach the uh, current president that we have? Well, it would take a, a lot. <laughs> and what would it? What good would it do anyway? Well, if we, if he was uh, removed from power, and they put someone in there that was uh, more competent, you mean like the vice president? Well, <laughs> I suppose until we could get another president. So would the idea be to impeach both of them or just the pre- just the president? 
So you got to think these things through, right? Yeah. I mean, the, when everybody was talking about impeaching Bush, I was like, so we want Cheney in charge. <laughs> right. That that's the goal there. These are all I mean, you tr- you trade out one deck chair for another on the Titanic, and nothing has changed. You've only changed the head of state. the The entire ship of state is still you know doing tremendous amounts of evil, still stealing from people, still threatening people, still hurting and killing people. Still thinking. Yeah, it doesn't matter who the head dog is in this uh, in this game. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, so that's th- this whole impeachment process, or censuring, or whatever it is that people want to do, or you know, get him thrown out because of his birth certificate. You know, this whole thing is a huge waste of effort. It's a tremendous waste of time and money and uh, and brain power on something that ultimately will do absolutely nothing. To, uh, to change how things operate in Washington, D.C. Because even if you could kick out both uh, Obama and Biden, which would be incredibly statistically unlikely, even if you could do something like that, then, okay, then you get the Speaker of the House, whoever the heck that is. Yeah. Uh, whichever thug that happens to be at the moment. was It, it was Pelosi, right? Yeah, now at the time else? it was Pelosi when people were talking about it. And now it was it's like, boner. So yeah, now some other thug <laughs> is the, uh, the Speaker of the House, and he would be the President, or she would be the President. Whoop-de-doo. Now you've spent all that time and effort, and you've still got another politician in charge of everybody, everything. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Now, I hate Thank to be you. a downer. I'm not trying to be a downer or anything like that. I'm not trying to suggest that uh, it is hopeless, that there's nothing that uh, that can be done to change things in this country. I just don't see, you know, the, uh, the you know the top dog in this criminal structure being any th- th- there being any chance that anybody who understands the ideas of liberty is going to be placed into that position. Yeah, it's a lot of mm-hmm. impeachment until uh, Ron Paul gets in charge. <laughs> yeah, there'd have to be what like 45, 46 people <laughs> yeah. impeached, and if you can't even do one easily. <laughs> Uh, you're not going anywhere. Bill, anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's about it. I, uh, of course, I was talking about the failed foreign policy, the um, southern border with the killings going on and the millions of illegals crossing over, the contempt of court. Well, the failure, there's a lot of you just talked, you just mentioned there. The failure of the policy is the fact that uh, the immigration policy exists in the first place. Uh, if people were allowed to well, come here and make a better life for themselves, then uh, you then... wouldn't need an immigration policy if you didn't have the laws that uh, you know have uh, made it so that the stray cats of the world want to come over here and get a bunch free. The fact is that the the policies of you know the the Great Society and uh, the New Deal sort of set it in place where you can come to the you, you should come to this country where we don't have to work to uh, to make money and to get fed and to to be housed and things like that. So that's a problem too, Mark. But a lot a lot of people are coming here to make a better life for themselves. They are, they're, they're but you would never have had that. the problem in the first place. And this is the spiral of government that it creates a problem. It uh, you know it, it finds a problem, creates a solution. In the creation of the solution, it creates five more problems. Then creates five more solutions, and then and so on. And they, they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. Bill, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Brian, listening to WGMD in Delaware. Hello, Brian. Yeah, I, I just got a comment on about. A God that want to talk about God. Yes, I think sir. we all need to serve God because unless somebody can say they made themselves, I don't know who they believe in. It, that goes for all religions. Mm. But well, so when you say serve God, atheists, what, what, oh, go ahead. Well, atheists don't believe in a God. That's true. Yeah, that would be the term. Yeah, atheists. So all, every atheist thinks every atheist thinks they made themselves. 
Well, Ain't I don't know that an, an atheist, um, because you're an atheist doesn't mean that you're claiming. I'm not that, an atheist. I'm not a Christian. No, not you. I'm nothing, but I, I, know God, <laughs> I know I didn't make myself. Okay. Um, well, what, the point I'm trying to make is, is that the simple statement that you do not believe in God does not mean that you know where life or, the, or, your, or yourself. No, no, no. I believe in God because I know I didn't <laughs> how make do you, myself. What I'd like to know atheist, is. How do you, how, hold, before know. you talk about atheists, how do you say people should serve God? What do you believe? What, what does that mean to you, serving God? Feed him grapes. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not feeding him grapes. Just uh, whatever. Pay respect. I would say that. Pay respect. First. Okay, but what now, about did, me? Did you I'm make a, yourself? Well, hold on a second. I'm, a, I'm not an you atheist. You want to play the question game? No, no, no. I'm not an atheist. Uh, Meg, I don't know. Are you an atheist? Uh, no, I'm agnostic. No. Okay. And Meg's agnostic. Mark is a Quaker. I'm a panentheist uh, with Quaker tendencies, I guess. And uh, panentheist means that I think that everything is uh, is God. All that is and all that isn't is, is is God, if you want to use that term. So how do I serve a God like that? Just know you didn't make yourself. That's the story. You know, I, I always wondered well, about God. It's made me. God, <laughs> the God of the Bible and his propensity for oh. praise. That's always interesting to me. Here's the, the the most powerful creature in the universe. He made the universe. He made everything. So and that he, you could worship him. Right. He cares what a bunch of little cockroaches think about him. Uh, I, I made cockroaches, too. <laughs> Thanks That's for the call comment. tonight. I appreciate hearing yeah. from you at 800. They sing his glory. <laughs> 800-259-9231. If only I could have an army of cockroaches that would sing my glory. By the way, uh, welcome to our audience there in Delaware. We are in a test phase right now at WGMD. They're uh, sat normally just on for Saturday nights, and I guess something happened with their their nighttime show there. I'm not sure what the uh, the, the internals are with that, but they've been running Free Talk Live this week uh, at nights. And so if you love the show, give old Dan a call, Dan Gaffney, the uh, program director, and let him know that you like us. If you hate us, give him a call and mm-hmm. let him know that you hate us, because either way, if people are feeling feeling passionate about uh, what they're hearing that's what's important so uh, so welcome aboard to our listeners to wgmd in delaware 800-259-9231 is the number here but that is not the contest line the contest line is 603-435-1105 and right now if you call in at that number we'll give you it again here in a moment you will win a two-pack of the tota sack but what is the tota sack the tota sack is a retail grocery bag carrier made of completely recycled materials right here in the united states it's a sort of a hook that you can carry grocery bags on all kinds of other items and it's extraordinarily convenient for, for carrying groceries and they're strong too i mean these things can carry more than you could possibly uh, in, in states where brass knuckles are illegal Toto sacks will uh, you know, double. True. And they're cheap Toto sacks. It's cheap brass knuckles, too. They're great. Uh, you can go to totosack.us to get your own. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. And if you call in now, you can win a two-pack at 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. More Free Talk Live coming up with your thoughts on what you want. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website, 
at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. And you can join us again online at freetalklive.com. Features including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. WIKIwiki.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there and you can edit virtually anything that you see. Coming up this summer... You don't want to miss Porcupine Festival 2011. It's happening. The Free State Project is putting it on as they do every single year. Rogers Campground is where it's going to be, and that's in the northern part of New Hampshire. It's a it's a beautiful drive through the White Mountains to get there. The campground itself is right next to the White Mountains. Incredible location. And the best part is that you're going to be around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. People that understand from the get-go in your first conversation with them. You don't have to cover the basics of you know, whether or not they get the non-aggression principle. Whether or not they understand why it's a bad idea to aggress against uh, peaceful people. You don't have to feel awkward about coming out of the liberty closet. <laughs> right. Everybody there is already out of the, the liberty closet. And it is an absolute blast. It's an incredible group of folks. And it will be in the numbers of, well, I don't know 800 to a thousand there were about 800 there last year so i would guess we'll probably get another 10 or 20 percent gets uh, bigger every year it does get bigger every year and it's just such a great group of folks people from that have already moved to new hampshire like those of us on the show free talk live will be broadcasting live from there uh, so people that have already moved here and most importantly people from all around the country and around the world who have yet to come here and they want to check things out they want to uh you know, meet some of the people that they've heard about, say, on Free Talk Live or that they've seen about on the on the Internet, on the forums at freestateproject.org and other places like freekeen.com. On that evil Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and, or Facebook. And so come on up. Go to porkfest.com to learn more. It's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. You can get registered today. Early registration is open, and you can use our coupon code, which is freetalklive. That's all one word in that case uh, for the coupon code, freetalklive, to save 20% on your registration and uh, other pre-order items like uh, pork fest t-shirts and things like that so use our coupon code free talk live all one word save some money at porkfest.com and get registered now while you can so you can get you know your campsite locked down and be there because it's going to be an awesome time that's porkfest.com as we go to your phone calls you can bring up anything you want bo is listening to wnyy in ithaca new york hello bo hello hey you're on the air what's on your mind tonight hey i just want to call and say hi to you guys again it's me that guy caught up on North Korea last time Called what? Um, I'm sorry. Say again. Uh, called to talk about North Korea, and you gave me like an awesome idea on why you know we didn't go to war with them. Thank you very much. I don't remember, um, but thank you. <laughs> go ahead with <laughs> your thoughts. Going to war is generally a bad idea. Yeah, go yeah. ahead with your thoughts tonight. Right. And you said that generally is bad, and I'm like, that's great. You know, I, I, I agree with you guys. But um, religion-wise, you guys, are, I, I consider myself an atheist. Okay. But I, I think all religions, to me, is just too much killing, you know? Yeah. And well, not all religions want- are killers uh the quakers right, right. no religion is killers it's just, it's just the people itself what they believe and they kill people because i'm i'm an immigrant i'm now i'm a new u.s citizen now uh since last year from from laos from from uh, vietnam war so what you mean and is came, some people who are in religions use their religion as an excuse to kill people how about lots that's correct that's what i think that's that's yeah. my personal opinion because mm-hmm. I, I i came to true. america here without any religion without any background religion and I came here to introduce myself to Muslims and Christians and other like Baha and everything Baha'i, and nice. I came yeah. conclusions where there's no such thing as God. It's all made up by by humans, and we should just get all get along. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we should all opinion. get along. <laughs> and yeah, all, that's my opinion. Well, we should work together. And right now, we should be out in space and, and creating like spaceships. I mean, instead of polluting Earth, you know, <laughs> and finding other natural resources out there somewhere else. 
And and I used to be an atheist myself for uh, approximately a decade of my life, so I certainly yeah. understand. Uh, I certainly understand the viewpoint. Well, the thing I'm, I'm, with I'm atheism. Still trying to find oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say the thing with atheism for me is it, it's a very definite, just like religion. You know, it's a definite. There is that no you're God. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and for me, I just you know, if I can't, if I'm using the excuse of I can't prove God to not follow religion, I can't disprove God. So right, I, I can't disprove God neither. The reason why I came to that conclusion because. I mean, all, all this literature I've been reading and all this you know, natural geographic, um, you know, shows and stuff, and yeah. how old Earth is, and when dinosaurs came along, and how old everything is, and, and you expect me to believe that, that Earth is only 6,000 to 10,000 well, years old? Well, what you're saying is you don't believe the Christian God exists. You're, right, you're but, using but other, their... other religions say the same, same, same exact thing, that... I could make a religion tomorrow, and um, you know that, that that wouldn't mean that it wouldn't fit those models that you're talking about because you'd be taking right. any information that you have today. And so, um, you know, I mean, these people were using the information they had at the time, three, four thousand years ago, when they made these these religions. But there, the the I think the um, there certainly are new um, new religions out there, and you know, yeah, new age right. religions where yeah, you, you know, know the, you don't have that violence aspect, I, and you don't have this you know silly old beliefs that aren't based on science. I think for whatever reason, whether it's evolutionary or because it's true, people believe that there's a god. They're predisposed to believe that there's a god. And well, go ahead. Back in the day, when people believed there was, there was such thing as god, because there was, there was no much communication, there was. Well, also, back, back in the day is today. Yeah, so much of it today. is based off of, like, I mean, uh, solar like a couple thousand years things. ago, you know, like, it's, yeah, it was, it was all about solar, but picking this up, well, it's that. all about I mean, explanation. Like, it's all about an explanation for uh, the way the world works and and you know and what man's people purpose want. in it. Yeah. yeah, and and for a long time, it was uh, other men who came up with these stories to a explain away the unexplainable to people that were asking questions, people that were not so, uh, I guess, educated. And, right. they were, and then they found they could control them with right, those. Right, absolutely. They brainwashed them, and they used it for control. They used it to, to seize people's land and to take yep. their money. God and, said, fight this war for me, because that is the bad guy over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no doubt. And, we, the his- and we're still doing that today. Sure, we're, absolutely. We're still doing that today. I don't, I don't understand that. Well, and, it, it, it could be that, uh, that's, that being an atheist is striking the root of the problem. It could be. But, you know, maybe the root of the problem is people's willingness to use violence. I don't know. Right. I, I love Christian religion, Christian people, because I, I came over here because I got sponsored by the Christian. I, I, I can't go wrong on that. Christian the Lutherans? faith is great. <laughs> was yeah. it the Lutherans? I went to a Lutheran school. I, I have no clue who it was, but we okay. just got sponsored here to America, you know? The, so, the Lutherans I mean, love I, to I, sponsor people. Mm-hmm. Right, so I I, I love I love the Christian because I, I I went to church when I was a kid, but you know, growing up, seeing all this going on, I'm like, wow, really? So I I had asked myself, I step back and looked at. I read the Bible. I never read the Quran before, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it and see what it's all about. There's no know? doubt religions are rife with hypocrisy, and I think that uh, thank you for the call tonight, Bo. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And I want to say religions, I don't mean all of them, but uh, certainly some of the primary ones, the most popular ones. Well, uh, the bigger they are, the you know, it's like power in, um, in any leadership position. Once you can, once they get, once they get big enough and powerful enough, people are people that can manipulate them get into those positions, let's, and they do so. Let's talk to Gary. It's happens to the Quakers too. Gary's listening to WGMD in Delaware. Hello, Gary. Hey, how we doing tonight? Just super. What's on your mind? Love the show. Um, 
Well, call, call uh, Dan Gaffney tomorrow morning and tell him that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. All right, perfect. Well, yeah, I will tell Dan the man. Keep you guys on. Excellent. <laughs> the uh, atheism, everybody hears the word atheism, and they think right away, oh, my God, devil worshipers. Yeah. But <laughs> it, 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 that's what they think. I mean, you know, yeah. when they hear atheism, they say, oh, my God, he's a devil worshiper. Yeah, it's not the way it is. It's just that they don't believe in God as a divine being. Sounds that's, accurate. That's yeah. basically the, the definition of an atheist. You know, and, they do not believe and in God. The corollary, the corollary is they don't believe in the devil either, which, of course, mm-hmm. you know, people no, don't get. There's, there's neither. Uh, the, uh, there, there's, what I believe in is UFOs going to come back. You know, I mean, we were brought here, I, I believe we were, we were manufactured <laughs> by aliens. You know, I would say that's as plausible as any other uh, religious belief. I right? find it interesting. I mean, you know, I mean, you look at it. Um, uh, we develop so quickly in a short period of time. Um, you know, what, what's to say the aliens didn't come down here, mate with what was here, you know, which were were subhuman, uh, and then made a race to be their slave race. So, so like you really believe this, right? You're not just pulling our chain. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is something that's coming down. You know, coming down to Pike. I don't know. Do if you, you want to tell me uh, more? If you want, if you want to tell us more about it, I'd love to hear more about uh, your beliefs in this uh, on this issue. So, if you want, hang on. We'll bring you back. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up absolutely anything. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Plenty of time for your thoughts remain. It's free talk live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Mark, what is SACL CAI? SACL CAI is a company that does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivable. It's owned by uh, Jason Osborne, among other folks, and he is a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. See more, find out more at SACL CAI. Um, just a... Uh, Go to freetalklive.com, click on the top banner on the right-hand side at Sickle CAI. All right, 800-259-9231. I think Gary is still with us uh, listening to WGMD in Delaware. Hello, Gary. How are we doing? Good. Now, you are an atheist, yes? Well, in, in, a, in a state, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. In that you, don't, you do not believe in the, uh, the traditional religious uh, monotheistic gods, but on the other hand, you did say something about your beliefs regarding uh, aliens perhaps being involved in mankind's evolution, and I was curious as to you know, having you tell us a little more about your belief system there. Well, I've been watching uh, Ancient Aliens on Discovery Channel, and it makes about as much sense as anything I've heard. I mean, I was raised Catholic, and, and I'm sorry. Uh, sitting in the Catholic Church was a good place to take a nap. <laughs> but um, I, I've gone through other religions, you know, the the, the Christian, you know, the Christian religions of uh, Pentecostal and, and and Baptist, and and it's all the same thing, you know. You got The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus, and and you know, it's it's all written down in in the Bible. But who wrote the Bible? 
Now, the, back in the day of the, of the Bible, people couldn't read and write. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, your 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 the apostles that were supposed to be following Jesus around were just common men. They didn't know how to read and write. Well, you know certainly we know that that uh, men wrote Perhaps the Bible. Luke was the, the doctor could, but uh, you know, not many of them. We we know that it no, was men not, that wrote the Bible for the purpose of, as we mentioned earlier, well, indoctrinating it's, it's people. It's not about who wrote the Bible; it's about who edited it. And uh, the fact That's is, the the too. Bible was edited uh, like 350 right. years after whatever was written. I think that if Paul exactly. knew, uh, you know, knew that his letters were going to get published in the the, the best selling book in the world, maybe it'd have been a little better about how what he wrote and how it was interpreted. Yeah. So I mean, because it's left wide open. I mean, you can read you can read a passage out of it. I can read a passage out of it. We both get something different out of it, uh, completely different. So tell me and, more about the aliens, Gary. That's what I that's what well, I want to know about. Well, if you look at the scientific proof of the Neanderthals, um, between the time when the Neanderthals disappeared and the Homo sapiens, wise man, became you know, wise man. You know, it just there's there's a short period of time there. Um, and we haven't really evolved much from that, from that point, um, you know, up until you know, present day. And it just, it, what happens, you know, we got Neanderthals here that came from eight, you know, and they've kind of evolved over the, the thousands of years. And now they can rub sticks together and make fire. Whoopty, you know. And now the aliens say, you know, they're scanning around. They say, oh, there's a planet there rich in gold, and we need gold for and this is what they're saying: our atmosphere on our home planet. Um, but we don't want to. We don't want to mine this gold. Now they've got beings down here that we can mix DNA from us in them, and we can make a, a slave race, and let them mine the gold for us. So, so you're saying that these aliens are not necessarily benevolent. Uh, you believe that they are maybe naughty aliens that'll <laughs> enslave people. Well, I don't know. I'm saying they could have mixed DNA, their DNA, with us. Not. Actually, yeah, by breeding, they made but, a pretty you know, crappy workforce then, because uh, most of the people I know would be pretty defiant against that. Yeah, defiant or lazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're going against a ray gun, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, you know it's easy to be defiant when you're talking about other humans trying to control you, but when the aliens have uh, gamma rays or death rays, well, if they got all that, why do they need humans? I mean, they should. They were God to us. Invent you know? some machine I mean, to do all that. They came from the sky. They were gods. You know, they made themselves in the now, image of themselves. Now, you know, do you they believe made us that, in their do, image. Okay. So do you believe that there's like some evidence for your, your theory? I mean, you said you've been watching something on the Discovery Channel. So what is there it? There that- is all kinds of evidence, um, you know, that they, they have shown, you know, through, through the series. If you ever get a chance to watch Discovery Channel, The Ancient Aliens, or even get the CDs. I think they've got CDs out now. I mean, get it. It's, it's eye-opening. It's, it's scary. Well, give me like give me some you know hot uh, examples of what you think are is really persuasive. Like, are there hieroglyphs well, the or something? Mayans. I mean, hmm? The Mayans, you know, the writings from the Mayans. I mean, they they kind of cross reference the uh, uh, all the, all the religions. You know, not just not just Christianity or not just uh, the, the the Jewish faith. I mean, it just well, they again, were showing comparisons through through all the writings. You know, of ancient ancient writings, but well, the Mayans. I, we're yeah. kind of like on track with everything, and, and the calendar ends in 2012, you know? Well, most religions, including the Mayans, are based off astrology. It's just some basic things that happen within the universe that you can visually see. Like, you know, the seasons change, the mm-hmm. uh, right. Earth will go into a different house, which is where, like, the astrology whole thing came up with, like, Aquarius and Scorpios and stuff like that. It's just the position of the Earth within the cosmos. Mm-hmm. And so these were these religions were just written around these cosmological events, you know? 
Right. Are, are there things right. that are more specific besides just references to the sky, like that you're seeing in these Mayan or maybe Egyptian uh, ruins or like hieroglyphs that point to spacemen or something like that? It, well, it's it's they were explaining that the certain points were were planets line up uh, with certain landmarks that they had constructed. Um. I they can actually see the, the the planets line up with these with these these landmarks. Well, it doesn't seem it, what you're what you're saying to me here, and obviously you're summarizing what you've been watching over over a, no, right. a number of hours or years or whatever. Uh, but I mean, right. from the from the things you've pointed out, it just sounds to me like you've got people with a lot of time on their hands to do things like look at the sky. They didn't have other you know idiot boxes that they could sit and look at or or other things that the they internet. could distract themselves with. <laughs> so they could they you know they were doing things like building Stonehenge and. You know, you know, building monuments to to things that they didn't understand, or to the things that uh, you know that seemed greater than them. But I haven't really heard you say anything specific as far as like you know a hieroglyph showing a spaceman coming down or, yeah, or whatever. Like. I would well, say they have they have those writings in all the all the caves. I mean, they have the, the spacemen in all the caves. So um, you know, the drawings, the ancient drawings of when showing. Think, I mean, just, when are they coming back? Is there any idea? Like, you think it's twenty twelve? Uh, well, the mine says twenty twelve. You know, uh, that's what the mines are also saying. Also, to be but, fair, when know. I doodle people, sometimes they come out looking like aliens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did but, they address but, the idea that humans share ninety nine plus percent of their DNA with chimpanzees? No, no, they didn't. They didn't say anything about that. It's interesting um, the idea that an alien race may have come here and populated the world. And, well, maybe they created the monkeys and then. It it just developed into man. Yeah, but the fact is well, that uh, you can look at you can uh, you just go down the old evolutionary yeah. tree mm-hmm. and you f- you find less and less DNA. I mean, it's 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 really pretty simple to look at. I think it's pretty plausible the idea that there are extraterrestrial, you know, that they oh, exist. Yeah. I, I think that anybody who says there's no life on other planets probably just doesn't understand what infinity's like. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're crazy. Yeah, right. they're crazy. I mean, there's so many planets and, and stars up there that are, are habitable, and we're finding them now. You with, know, with the whether super they, light speed is something on the yeah. other. That, that that you know kind of boggles my mind. Whether but, they've been here and been involved or will come back, those are questions that are open our politicians to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> to interpretation. Well, hey, Gary, thanks for the call tonight, man. I, I appreciate hearing from you. We want to get Ricky on here, listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. Hello, Ricky. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I uh, just um, I wanted to comment a little bit on your Saturday show about you were talking about the militia and um, not having the military. Okay, is that um, was your was your uh, uh, your theory of that is you would prefer to not have a military from like this day forward or originally? I mean, well, I can't do like anything to... from the. I, you know, obviously, I can't change the past. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this day okay. forward would be nice. So, so like you know, this is a this is a problem with several layers to it. Uh, and I think that the simple layer is let's take our military and move them back inside of our borders and move them off of 700 plus military bases in 130 plus uh, countries around the world, just like every other country does. And I right. think that that's probably the first step. Um, now I'm I'm against the idea of a standing army like the founding fathers were but I think that there's a there's a pretty good historical argument for the war of 1812 and how things would have gone without a standing military however I think that the uh, the counter argument to that, that that we would make is you know Washington is it wasn't as important then as it is today and um, the simple taking of Washington wouldn't have taken the United States they would have had to defeat every state every other state in the pro- every state in the process your thoughts Ricky 
we, but the comment I want to make is if, if we did not have a military as of right now and wasn't able to defend us um, and, and just had militias take over, I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't we, be, we'd be acceptable to a nuclear war because we wouldn't have the military that would could, could, you know, like, could destroy it before it got here? Militia, I mean, you can have all the guns you want in your house. Well, but the military's not yeah. going to uh, destroy the nuclear weapon before it gets here. What's if the military going to do? If somebody well, hits that launch button... You're done. What I was saying is if the United States knows of a certain country that is developing and that we could stop them from development, but where if we didn't have a military, we could never stop them from development. And that would just No, the United States more. hasn't well, Okay, so a standing military generally re- refers to the Army. The, the missiles are controlled by the Air Force. Um, so, I mean, a standing Air Force and a standing Navy are, are authorized by the But he's talking about going in and stopping them from building the nuke in the first place. That's never happened yeah. in the history of uh, nuclear uh, building that I know of, and... So you got a bunch of countries with nukes, and they're all pointing them at each other, and I think that de-escalation is the right move. I wish we had more time to talk to you. You're welcome to uh, call back with more questions and thoughts tomorrow night. We'll be back then. Freetalklive.com in the meantime. See you. This year, you can take part in the world's biggest freedom-oriented event. That's right. The Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening this summer. You won't want to miss it. Held at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and J. Neil Shulman. But the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.